0: And so I would say, make time to do the important things and say the things that you need to say or want to say to the people that you love are important to you and, you know, live your life today, but you need to balance that of preparing for tomorrow, uh, but let's make sure we have great experiences along the way. <music>
1: help you reach your peak in retirement it's time for your retirement elevated well hey there and welcome to another edition of your retirement elevated walter storholt alongside scott dugan co-founder and managing partner at elevated retirement group serving you throughout the kc metro area with clients all across the country as well you can check scott out online at listen to scott.com find all the past episodes of the show and much more information there as well scott great to be with you this week how are you my friend I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, doing great. Just got back from vacation, so it was very nice. We went to Colorado, which was uh, my first time in the state of Colorado, so that was fun. Fantastic.
0: It's a good time of the year to go to Colorado. It was Get out of the heat and humidity.
1: It was was gorgeous, and it was amazing temperatures because we were definitely on the mountainside most of the time. So, yeah, I mean, we had the first couple of days. um, It was abnormally, at least according to the locals, kind of abnormally rainy. Like kind of your all day rains, which apparently is not very common there, and so that. But I thought that was awesome because it was like fifty degrees, and we were in like jackets and and pants. <laughs> I was like, yes. And on August first, I was like, "This is amazing! I'm I'm <laughs> loving this." And uh, and and then it warmed up. The rest of the week was really nice, just like bright sunshine. But like the high was like eighty, and it was just amazing. And the dry air was really something different to experience. We did a lot of hiking, so I had to get used to the altitude, and then waking up in the middle of the night with just a dry mouth and was like what what is this? <laughs> <laughs> At lack of humidity. Not not used to that. Definitely not, but I was loving it because I even we went on some 7 8 mile hikes and I was I mean, I was sweating, but Nothing like it would be if it was <laughs> in the humidity, so when yeah, you ran into a water buffalo yes humidity yes. <laughs> yes back home, I went for a run this morning and uh, was completely drenched um, before I even made it to the first mile, I think, and definitely uh, sweatier than all the hikes combined when we were in Colorado, so definitely a different way of doing things.
0: Yes, and I, I understand the the older I get and the more I'm in this business, I understand why a lot of our clients choose to Uh, hop around during certain seasons and spend time and you know in cooler more less humid climates and then obviously in the wintertime head to a, a warmer climate it's it's making more and more sense every year
1: yes yes we understand why people move around it's like people are getting wiser as they get older scott something about that maybe Yes, definitely. And <laughs> that plays right into what we're going to talk about today. Yes, it does. What about that segue? Uh, how, <laughs> <I> was- <laughs> how age and wisdom play into financial planning. And so uh, there's actually an old saying, Scott, there's many sayings of age and wisdom, but there's one in particular that says age is the price of wisdom which is an interesting one to kind of ponder on a little bit. We're going to talk about a little bit how that applies to the financial world. But yeah, just from your experience, Scott, maybe as a starting point for today, how do you see your clients changing their perspectives, I guess in particular about money and wealth and what that all means to them as they get older?
0: Well, I think the big big thing or the shift that I see is you know when we're in that accumulation phase of our lives, or trying to accumulate money, pay off debt, and we're focused on getting income sources and/or assets in place that they'll be able to take care of us. You know, when we do retire and leave paid work, you know, and that, that's the that's the focus. I think as we get older, uh, I think we realize that you know money is a tool, and it's really about experiencing the things that you want to experience. Or more importantly, making sure that the people that are closest to you get to experience things that are important. And so I I think that's the, the shift. And also it's that going from accumulation to distribution, like living off of it, that also can change just your, your daily life. Because if you are a good saver and that's what you have to be to end up with a big pile of money, you know, getting ready for retirement, it can sometimes be tough. To let go of that money, because as we save and we, we think about, you know, we put together an emergency fund or we call it a war chest where you've got enough money to to take care of the curveballs of life. And then you put money away for long term savings where you can draw upon that. You know, it it gives us a sense of stability, predictability, and it's almost kind of like that uh, security blanket. And the idea of spending that down or dipping into principle, sometimes that can be tough for people you know, to do. And so a lot of people, what they want when they retire is they want to hang on to the nest egg that they put together. You know, They don't want it blown up in the next big market correction. They want to take some income from it and supplement their lifestyle and do the things that they want to do. And they want to grow it a little bit. You know, They want respectable growth. So those are the three things. If they can keep those things in balance, it seems that, you know, life is good, life is happy, and there's usually not as much stress in someone's life if we can keep things between the guardrails and on track.
1: Interesting to see how those attitudes and perspectives change over time. And I'm sure not everybody is, you know, necessarily um you know, happy about everything that's happened in their life or that led up to retirement. Not saying people live with regrets, but I'm sure people might do things differently if they had to do it over again. Is there anything that you hear people consistently say they wish they'd known earlier or wish they'd done differently when they were younger? I'm guessing from a money perspective, but maybe you hear something else even more common.
0: Like from the the money perspective, you know, they, a lot of people wish they would have started earlier, you know, if, if it was possible. I understand, you know, people have lives and usually have kids and responsibilities. Uh, but if they could have started earlier, that would have been more helpful. And the other big, big thing, especially today, I think they wish they would have been focused on the tax impact of their savings. Like, what are the consequences going, you know, down the road in retirement? You know, putting all that money away in a tax-deferred status thinking that, hey, if I put money away today, I'll get that tax break into my 401k. Because when I retire, the likelihood of my tax rates are going to be lower, that's a real possibility. Well, that, as the government continues to spend like a drunken sailor, that may not be the case. We may see higher tax rates in the future. So I think that's it. It's started earlier uh, and then paid more attention to taxes. Uh, I think the big one that's not connected to money, essentially, is instead of building this giant list or giant bucket list of things to do once you have retired, a lot of people wish they would have done a few of those things along the way. And I've seen that in the past 18 months. And unfortunately, we've we've lost some very special people in from our uh, group of clients that were clients but more importantly were friends and some of them were young some of them there were just a couple of years into retirement in the early 60s and it's tough to see that especially if they had delayed and delayed and delayed gratification for a lot of things they were really looking forward to doing and so i would say make time to do the important things and say the things that you need to say or want to say to the people that you love are important to you and, you know, live your life today, but you need to balance that of preparing for tomorrow. Uh, But let's make sure we have great experiences along the way. Great
1: point, Scott. And uh, I know that that must be so rewarding for you to be able to have these conversations with people and learn from their lives and the the things that they've enjoyed that they wish they had done differently. And then you can uh, apply that to your own life, but then also pass that wisdom along to us here on the show and to uh, the other folks that you meet as well. As we approach retirement, Scott, do you find that folks worry about financial issues more or less than when they were younger? How does the worry change as they get into retirement?
0: Well, I think a lot of it depends on, you know, how focused they've been on building something for their future. If we live life by the seat of our pants and, you know, live like today is the only day and we don't do a lot of planning, well, that retirement can sneak up on you. You know, I'm trying to figure out, well, how do I pay for my lifestyle in retirement, you know, that could cause a lot of, a lot of angst and a lot of uh, problems potentially. What I think is the issues are a little bit different uh, today uh, because it, even in 20 years of me doing this business, going back into, you know, 20 years ago, my clientele who were 65 and 70, you know, 20 years ago, they were coming from a scenario where they, a lot of them had pensions. You know, a lot of them had Social Security. So they had the cash flow thing covered. And as long as their expenses didn't exceed their monthly income, it was just a balancing act on a monthly basis. It wasn't about how do I manage this big block of money, you know, in the stock market or wherever it is that I need to live on, you know, throughout retirement. And so early in my career, people were always saying, well, it was very important that their their kids or grandkids went to college. And they always wanted to, always talking about, do I want to leave a big chunk of money you know, for kids or grandkids? That was always a very, very big focus. And I think that's changed, especially in the last 10 years where you've got out of that world of, of pensions and where it's really up to the retiree to make all those decisions or work with someone to help them make all those decisions to make sure their financial house is in order for retirement. So I would think that, People probably think about it more, but a worry comes from not having a plan and not having a roadmap to follow. And so when you you have when the unknown is in front of you, you don't really know, you know, how your portfolio, how long is it gonna last if we see another big market correction? How is your portfolio going to withstand that? Do you have enough cash in your emergency fund to take care of, like I said, the curveballs of life? So I think worry comes from not knowing and not having a plan. And I would say most of our clients uh, that we talk to, uh, especially the clients have been for a long time through the ups and the downs, they understand they're still in great shape. They've weathered those storms. So the worry is not quite as bad as somebody that's not prepared.
1: We're talking about how age and wisdom play into financial planning and a lot of different topics, I think, to cover from this angle here, Scott. And I guess one other thing I'm, I'm curious about, and we kind of break this question into two parts here. Um, first one, do you find people changing their opinion about leaving a financial legacy? As they get older, I know this is one of those questions that you probably ask in your workshops where you get very mixed reactions when you start talking about leaving money to the kids. (laughs) Some people feel very strongly about wanting to do that. Others are like, no, I want that last check to bounce kind of mentality, right?
0: Yeah, I would think, you know, to springboard off of my last comment, I think that as we get older and if, you know, cash flow is not an issue, what I see is, People are spending more time thinking about assets in a way of human assets, intellectual assets, you know civic assets, and then you've got financial assets. So let me give you a little kind of primer on that. So human assets are family, health, spirituality, ethics, morals, character, uh, family relationships, heritage. Those are human assets that enrich our lives, illustrate love for one another, those tend to become more important they want to see those things you know continue on now those intellectual assets that's where you're, you're trying to capture uh, knowledge from the past, teach and pass on information and that's really where wisdom comes into place you know we want to make sure if we can pass wisdom on to our loved ones uh, sometimes that can cut down the The path of learning, you know, not so many bumps in the road. That's why a lot of people are focused on giving formal education, you know, both life experiences as well, both good and bad, Uh, you know, traditions, you know, skills, talents. Those are intellectual assets that people, it becomes more important that the things that are important to them get passed on. And the financial assets, those are your financial and material possessions. And I do think as we get older and get towards the end of our lives, you know those things, yes, they, they want them to pass as efficiently and effectively as possible. but what they really people don't want to do is those, those assets to cause a problem, those financial and material assets. you know that's why you've got estate planning documents together that say this is how I want things handled you know to do that. Um, and then the civic assets, it's really about contributing and giving. you know is that charity? You know, do you give to foundations, uh, organizations, religious organizations, you know, will your dollars that you work so hard of, you know, all of your life to save by passing them on, will they make an impact or further work that you think is important? So leaving a financial legacy, yes, but I think a legacy, it encompasses many more things. And I think it's more about leaving an impact on the people that we leave behind. Again, more so on a financial aspect, we want to make sure everybody is, is doing okay, especially with our spouses and loved ones. Um, but it's those other things, those human assets and intellectual assets, those I think become more and more important as we get older.
1: And I guess then kind of part two of that, changing opinion or perspective as you get older, would be, you know, we talked a little bit about worries. So what about risk and the opinion of risk as someone gets older? Do they become more open to it or a lot less? Well, it depends on the
0: personality, but it also comes down to a lot of the people that come to us, they've won the game, meaning they've saved enough money that if they just handle it correctly and don't get new crazy spending habits that they can be fairly conservative and live a fantastic life, do all the things they want to do in life and not really worry, have a high level of predictability and sustainability of income and pass on you know money to the people that they love. And so those are the people that are gravitating towards us. So that risk idea The first thing is we need to understand what you want from your money. What are you going to require it to do in your retirement lifestyle? And once we determine what it needs to do, that's another way of saying, what do you have to earn on that money to get the job done? Well, once we've gone through that exercise and then we account for taxes, inflation, healthcare, then you have a really good idea of how much risk you need to take with your money. So you may find out you could be ultra conservative, meaning you could take all of your money, put it in your basement in a pirate chest, and every month just go down and get a little bit out that you need to live your life. That's pretty conservative. I wouldn't suggest that, um, unless you're a pirate. Uh, but that's, that's just one idea. That's, you could be very conservative. Some people, you know what? They say, we've got enough money. We could be risky with a bunch of it. And if we lost half of it, still wouldn't change our lifestyle. I don't have a lot of clients like that. I think it's somewhere in between. So again, the risk is how much do you need to take to live the lifestyle that you want and pursue all the goals and dreams that you have. That's the first step. And then dialing in what you're comfortable with, you know, amount putting your money at risk, that's going to be a personal decision as you get older.
1: Well, this has been helpful, Scott. I think it's just great to kind of break this down, talk about how as people age and gain more wisdom, how their perspectives change. And uh, as we can see, everybody is different, just like when it comes to the financial planning process. But hopefully uh, people will be able to have some good conversations with maybe their significant others or, or just themselves as they look and think about some of the things that we've discussed on today's show. What are your perspectives on these different things, legacy and and risk, and things that you wish you would have done younger? Is it still too late to start something different that you wish you had done? Lots of different moving parts here to consider. Uh, if you have questions for Scott, it's easy to reach out. If you want to talk a little bit about your financial plan, get a review of your financial situation, figure out what you need to do going forward, 913-393-4724 is the number to call. That's 913-393-4724. Or you can go to Scott.com for past episodes and to get in touch with us through the website. Scott, appreciate the help and the guidance, and we'll look forward to talking to you on next week's show. Sounds great. All right, thank you so much. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on your Retirement Elevator. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.